to the Apostle Frederick Kaluluma podcast channel. Apostle Frederick is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and he has been anointed by God with a message that will take you deeper in your walk with Christ. We have the mission to bring hope to the hopeless, and we seek to build a community of believers founded on faith and walking in love until the return of our Lord Jesus Christ. So, if you would like to officially join the City of the Lord Church and get access to pastoral care, counsel, and one-on-one sessions with the man of God, fill in the form in the link below the podcast description. Now, here comes today's powerful word. It is your word. So grab your Bibles, pens, and notepads as we join Apostle Frederick from the City of the Lord Church in Lusaka, Zambia. Be blessed. (laughs) Okay, we are looking at the seven pillars of the City of the Lord Church. Now, um, every vision has got certain things that help it stand. And I believe that every ministry is unique. One thing that for me reinforces this belief is when I look at how, let's say in the book of Revelations, Jesus wrote letters to each of the churches. They were all delivered through a special messenger. And in those churches, Jesus could identify certain things about their culture, some things that were right, some things that needed changing. So meaning that Sunday, if you are visiting the church in Ephesus, when you're from Pegamos, you may have missed out on what Jesus wanted to say to you. <laughs> That's why, as you mature, you learn to stay put on Sunday. You learn to go home on Sunday. Because what it means is this. There are a thousand other services taking place right now. But when God was giving me this message, there are certain people he was thinking of. <laughs> Let him who has ears hear. Praise God. Praise God. Now, why am I talking like this? Because this month is our month of vision. So this month will focus a lot on our ministry and why we function the way we function, why we do things the way we do them. And we have identified seven pillars. Now, those who did orientation in July were taught the seven pillars. Those who did orientation before July, we bless the Lord. Then there are those who just jumped into the ministry before orientation started. Like those days for the kingdom of God suffers violence. People just used to violently join. One reason why we actually brought about orientation is because we had a lot of ghost members. Like someone just attended the service once, liked it. I don't know. That day I was on fire with the way I preached, filled in a membership form, and then never showed up again. We call them and they ask us who we are. What are the ones you gave your number, your NRC? 
your residential address, even your next of kin. How? We can't make up your next of kin, surely. <laughs> and so we decided that with COL, when you're filling the membership form, you go through a process of learning. And this year, that process has even become more stringent in the, in the sense that, from what I'm told, you have to attend a minimum of 80% of the classes. Otherwise, you'll be kept quiet. <laughs> and so, um, if you've been safeguarding choir and yet you filled in a form, you may have to check if maybe you've just not attended the classes. Okay? You belong in the house. Praise God. And so we decided to do it like that. And it's, such, it's so refreshing to be able to teach such messages. When I first started pastoring, these were the messages I struggled with. They're the ones I struggled with the most because I would feel like People would be thinking, like I used to feel like I had more of an audience rather than uh, being like the father of the house. I would feel like it's just like an audience and like we're like battling. Like people are coming and they're thinking, should I join, should I not, should I join, should I not? And many of them were in that position. Some of them are even seated in front. But... <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> And then there are others <laughs> who the day they got it, they got it. Praise God. Blessed is he who catches it. So <laughs> and blessed is he also who guards it. So this month we're focusing on the seven pillars of the church and today we're looking at the first one. Now in case you're wondering what a pillar is, those who are seated next to pillars can just point at it. Okay, so in case you're wondering what a pillar is, it's, it's the one that holds everything together. It's not the totality of the building, but without it, we're not going to have the building standing. Okay, and so we've identified about seven pillars. These are the ones which, if we're to get rid of them, there's no C or L. If we're to get rid of them, we're just an organization. If we're to remove them, then we're just playing games. Then we're just coming here to party. I'm serious. If we're to remove them, then there's nothing we're doing. We might as well stop. Now, if I can use such strong terms on them, someone would ask, what if somebody's coming for their first time and they want to join us? You've joined nicely. This is a nice place to join at. But these are the ones which, if we were to get rid of, there is no zero. No. Number one pillar devotion to God through the Word, prayer, and a holy life. So, for those who are joining here at COL, we'll get all up in your business. No, I'll say it again. <laughs> we will. Don't be surprised if we see, let's say we see a status that we think is not right. We'll ask you about it. And in case you don't, even me, I ask. As in I'm very, I'm not shy in that direction. I'm not shy. I'll ask you. I'll say, what is this? And don't tell me it's just a status. 
out of the abundance of the heart, the thumb types. <laughs> Praise God. It does. So there is devotion to God through the word, prayer, and a godly life. That's why cell leaders, department leaders, leaders at all levels. It must not be uncommon for you to ask those under you, how are you doing? How's your prayer life? How's your study of the word? Currently, what are you studying? No, I just dropped the, book, the Bible on the floor and then whichever verse, no. Not at COL. That can work once or twice. I'm not saying that has never worked before, but if that becomes what you live by, then that's unbiblical. Almost as unbiblical as always having to hear God before you give. That's very unbiblical. It says, let each one give as he has purpose in his heart. If God has to speak to you every week, I'm saying this because it used to happen to me, every week. As time goes by, you purpose it in your heart. Then God says, ah, my child has grown. Even in a house, there are certain instructions that you would be embarrassed if your parents had to give them to you. At a certain age, do they really have to tell you that we should find the house clean? <laughs> they, I don't think they have to. Eh? <laughs> so devotion to God through the word, prayer, and the holy life. This is one of those which I might even struggle to look at my notes because right now I'm teaching what I... The word devotion means the use of time, money, energy, and resources for a particular purpose. That's devotion. That's devotion. So you find, let's say if a lady is devoted to, to a man, and being a pastor, I've seen 14 year old devotees find from their lunch money they separate tithe, like they separate their holy tithe so that at the end of two months they'll go buy him socks. <laughs> it's devotion. And then they invest their emotional faculties such that if he doesn't call them that day, they are hurt. It means there's, there's a way they've invested their emotions. Praise God. <laughs> I've seen some men devoted to FIFA. Devoted to fit FIFA. Like when the sun comes up and it's a new day dawning. <laughs> For them, it's time to switch on the console again. <laughs> Someone can finish three seasons in one night. Do you know how many matches that is? And they even play the friendlies. Negotiate every transfer. You guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then some guy in the computer gets injured. They are angry. As in, they are sitting thinking the whole day, what will I do about that guy? It's a real devotion. <laughs> Praise God. 
Anyways, I'm just saying, devotion will involve you dedicating your time, your faculties, your energies, your resources towards something. One of the ways, by the way, that you can tell what you're devoted to is where you put your money. Jesus was very clear. He said, where the treasure is, that's where your heart is. So, for example, if... I'll give you an example. Let's say somebody gives two kwacha offering every Sunday. And they spend 100 kwacha on bundles every week. Now, the 100 kwacha they spend, if you had to ask them properly, it's not necessarily the online classes. Because even before they used to. And then if you had to check their apps, the apps can show you what you spend most of your time on. You find the person the whole day is watching videos on Instagram. The whole day, they've devoted themselves to it. It's their life. And somehow, for bundles, is always found. School open or closed, it will be found. If they're ever online, offline, you know they're in an exam. <laughs> they find a way. If they have to wash their older sister's socks, they'll find a way. It's devotion. It's real. Anyways, <laughs> I'm not saying those things are bad, but there's a reason Jesus said, seek ye first. He was like, your father knows you need these things, but there's something you must seek first. Something must be primary in your life. Now, let's, 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 let's go. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 9. Ladies and gentlemen, if any of you is looking for a calling, let me show you one right now. I like the colors on my screen beside. God is faithful by whom you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ our Lord. If you've been searching for a calling, let me show you one. You've been called into fellowship. You've been called to have a relationship with God. God didn't set you apart so that you can just be talking to him when you're about to eat. Like the only... God is even telling the angels, please make sure this one has a good meal today. But that's the only time I hear from them. That's not the reason why God sent Jesus. Imagine God sending Jesus. The veil is torn. Just for you to be saying, what's up? I see you. And you continue with your life. <laughs> the veil is already torn. God has called us into fellowship. He's called us into relationship. You know. Um... And there are others who passionately want God, but that I, I feel like the certain realities have not accepted. Let me tell you what I mean. You find somebody can interact more with, let's say, a bottle of oil or something like that than they actually do with God. Imagine I go home after this. Let's say I've gone home, and let's say the adventure my wife has missed me, which is probably a possibility. And... Let's say in that she's looking at the photo saying, wow, okay. Then let's say I reach home and the person spends the entire time just looking at the photo. <laughs> That's what we do with God sometimes. Like he's actually here and we just want to look at the photo. Like sometimes we're so good, God, 
God, I desire you. God, I want you. God, I want to talk to you. Then goes, okay. Um, okay. Amen. <laughs> like, okay, then the next day, God, I'm passionate about you. God, I'm hungry for you. God, I want to hear you. God is like, okay, this is my cue. So, my son. Amen. <laughs> like, come on, guys. He's called us into the act of fellowship. Fellowship, it's a sharing. It's an intercourse. It's a relationship. It's a oneness. That's what he's called us into. And it doesn't end. The Apostle Paul says something, and at this point he's about to die. And in Philippians 3 verse 10, look, this guy by this time had even had a vision. If you read first, is it 2 Corinthians 14, where he had a vision of the second heaven. Was it second? No, 12, eh? Yeah. A vision of the second, third heaven, actually. But then look at what he still says. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and share in the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death. Paul still had one biggest desire. He just wanted to know God. That was a big deal for him. That was a big deal for him. In Mark 12, verse 29, Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? And he says something interesting. He says, you shall... Jesus answered, the first of all the commandments is, hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Uh -huh. And you shall love the Lord your God, hold on, with some of your heart. With the left ventricle. <laughs> From the bottom of your heart. It says, with all your heart. And then, with all your soul. With all your mind. And with all your strength. Don't let somebody talk you out of a relationship with God saying, no, this is just emotionalism. Yes, there's even a place for getting emotional with God. We're supposed to love him with all our hearts. And some hearts are slightly more emotional than others. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's just be honest. I don't know if somebody is getting my point. Do you know God wants you to love him with your intellect? I'll give you an example. We do agree that there is a certain amount of intellect that's been displayed in us, let's say going live, right? In the sense that, in case some people think you just get a video camera and put it, and then we are just somehow live. It, it doesn't necessarily work like that. There's a platform we have to stream from, you buy a sound capture device, you order this, you do this, you connect this to this, you connect this to that. Do you know that's loving God? Because you're investing your mental faculties into ensuring that the service, run, the service runs well. That's actually loving God. That's actually loving God. And then it says, with all your soul, like you must actually invest your emotions into loving God. You invest your will into loving God. It's an investment. And it says, with all your strength. These chairs didn't, they, there was no angel that came into this room and did ta, and all the chairs were just in order. Do you know all these chairs here were put? And do you know we didn't pay, we didn't pay any of the people you're seeing in here to put them. 
Are you aware of that? All this stuff was said. As a matter of fact, we even tell them off if they come late to put it. What do you think? <laughs> I don't know if they get all these boards you're seeing here. They didn't fly here. No, they didn't. Somebody would say, well, what if I thought it would look better? Have you invested in ensuring that it does? And then, in essence, they didn't buy themselves. What, what am I trying to say? It's all, it's all a manifestation of loving God. The day you see it as that, you'll never look down on that brother who after church packs all the chairs. As a matter of fact, you'll admire his devotion to God. You will. There were times I would come here early on Wednesdays. I think some of my team are witnesses to that. And I would just sit and inspect and I would analyze and I would see some people just coming to church and they would just make sure everything is swept. Then they would go back and come back for service. No one ever told them to. I found that beautiful. How do you think God found it? I don't know if you're getting my point. Not everyone is driving, for example. There are some who come rain, come sunshine. They will find a way to be at church. And first, <laughs> have you ever dropped off a member? I've had that a few times where I've dropped off some members of church. And then you're like, eh, this person comes from this far. I'm just saying, you know, loving God will manifest in all these things. But you must also love him with your strength. Love him with what you have. Love him with everything. Say, Lord, I love you. Say, it's not just in words. Now, I, I, I have a formula here which I want us to use called DEAR. D-E-A-R. It would have been so nice if it was D-E-E-R. I mean, I would have even said, after like doing the formula, I would have even gone to Azedia. But in, in essence, let's put it like this. God must be dear to you. Okay. Say, God, you are dear to me. And one of the people that really inspired this, whom I will share about, especially on Wednesday, is a man named David. I admire David. Because God said something about him. God actually said, I found a man who's after my heart. Like David ministered to God's heart. Well, if God was looking for somebody on earth who he knew was his jukebox, somebody on earth who could sing for him at any time, who could do anything for him, it was David. Notice even when David sinned and fell, have you observed his prayer? He never said, Lord, uh, no matter what you do, I still want the throne. Or I still want the kingdom. Or I still want the money. The guy said, cast me not from your presence. Don't take your spirit away. He knew what was important. That, that, that was the most important thing for David. And that's why God's testimony of him went beyond even what he did wrong. His testimony was, this guy sought after my heart. And you'll see that. We'll talk about him on Wednesday. But then, the first letter, which is D, today will stand for desire. Say, you alone are my strength, my shield. 
are you hearing the different keys? <laughs> to you alone may my spirit yield. Now everybody together. And you alone are my heart's desire and I live, I live to worship you. I don't really say I long, I say I live. Because I'm there. Anyways, let's continue. Now, hey, desire. I want you to see what David said. Should be writing songs about what David said. Psalm 27, verse 4. Not just writing about your brother. Psalm 27, verse 4. Hey. One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. I was reading that right now and I was thinking to myself, what would David have done with a time such as now where your body can be the temple of the Spirit? What would David have done with the freedom we have, that we can even have God on the inside. What would he have done with this? There's one thing I've desired of the Lord, that I would dwell in the house. That was, it, it was a desire. God must be desired. He must be wanted. He doesn't go where he's tolerated. He must be celebrated. Notice how they received him. They shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. That's the way we must acknowledge him every day. And that's how we must receive him, even in services such as this one. The most important person in every service is God. Listen to me. Some of us will be in different branches. Some of us might even be the ones starting branches. You will not always have me in your service. I might be busy doing other works of the Lord somewhere else. Or you might also be busy doing other works of the Lord somewhere else. The biggest key is God must be present. That's why for us in every service, we must have not just the only, but the manifest presence of God. Where the glory of God must fill the room. I usually pray before a service and one of the prayers I pray in a song is let your glory fill this house and let your praises fill our hearts and let each vessel offer to you that sacrifice of praise praise God Hey! Okay, we can end there. Now, that's something that you must always count as the biggest thing. Because if the biggest thing you count is when pastor is around, you struggle with my lack of omnipresence. You will. <laughs> and you know what else will happen? You'll be good at church, you'll be bad at home. What if that week there's no Zoom meeting? What if that midnight, I don't have a session to pray? 
Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you the church that God wants, which is the church I desire, that each one may know him. So D for desire. You must be hungry. The Bible is clear. It says, blessed are those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. They will be filled. My favorite word there is the word for. Because it's, it's one thing to be hungry. It's another thing to be hungry for the right thing. So for me, that's my favorite word there. The word for. There's that song, I've, I've just forgotten it. I really love it. It ministers to me. Bambi, and then I like um, there's that other one that I think it was FMO did and you know sometimes you need to play such they really retune your heart Hebrews 8 and verse 11. If your cell if And there's another one you did. I think which one is that? Hebrews 8, 11. Ah, Hebrews 8, 11. <laughs> okay, Hebrews 8, 11. <laughs> we need to move, guys. Otherwise, first service will be ahead of you. <laughs> None of them shall teach his neighbor. None shall his brother saying, Know the Lord. For all shall know me from the least of them to the greatest of them. That's what we want to see or else. Like if there should be something that shouldn't be taught is you must be you must be praying. We should just inspire you to greater heights. No, some we know we should reach a place where some things is just inspiration to greater heights. Imagine what from the greatest to the least. Some teachings should no one would teach the neighbor saying, No, the Lord, no God. You must be praying to God. No, we'll just be inspiring each other to, until we reach the fullness of knowledge. That's the place God wants us to be at. E, effort. Effort. If I was in a men's seminar, I would tell them that if you want to keep your relationship, effort. <laughs> effort. For women, the effort seems, <laughs> seems a bit... The effort seems like it just comes. But... Gentlemen, effort, as in, if, listen, I'll tell you this. Just because you said I love you two weeks ago, doesn't mean it's still standing. Sometimes even two hours. And <laughs> I, I think they got that side from God. He wants to be loved every day. God... <laughs> Why is there a lot of cheering from the thing? But I'm telling you, yesterday's depth is today's shallow. As in, 
There is that way God effort. If human relationships take effort. Yesterday's date doesn't count as next year's. Remembering last year's birthday doesn't count as remembered this year's. So if that's the case, then yesterday's bless the Lord of oh my soul. Is yesterday's bless the Lord of oh my soul. Today, when the sun comes up and it's a new day dawning, what time is it? It's time to sing that song again. You have to do it again and again and again. It requires effort. Jesus would withdraw himself. If Jesus, the son of God, as busy as he was, would make time, withdraw himself, and Jesus usually used the awkward hours. How much more us? You know what it means? It means that that thing of no me, I'm spiritual, so no matter what I'm doing, I'm spiritual the whole day, so uh, no, no, no. There's also there's, there's a place for that, but there's also a place for where Jesus said, when you pray, go into your closet. I know sometimes you may have to get creative. There are many times I've had to use my car. There are times where you know you've got a busy day and then your wife tells you to drop her off and you use the long route coming back. And the music is loud. No one will say anything. It's your car. And <laughs> who's ever been there? And you're driving and you're just, oh, holy. I remember someone told my wife, like, I saw your husband. He was driving and he was singing loud. <laughs> you know, that day I was in the zone. Head mystery. Others, sometimes you may have to be creative. Some people may have to use the bathroom. Some people are like, maybe like in houses where there is no. We say, Kochabe, Father, hey! Kasuke Mbale. Some may have to make use of that time when, when it's time to bath. Maybe they, if they normally take 20 minutes, maybe they may have to start reducing it. And then the other half, it's just, Lord, now this one is for you. I don't think, I'm telling you, you may have to get creative about it. Others, it may have to be at lunchtime from work, maybe 30 minutes. You eat. The other 30 minutes, no, Lord, this one is just to tell you I love you. Others, sometimes on a busy day, may just have to take one walk. You know, it's just, at least it's the effort. You need to put in some effort. Stop sparing time for God. Make time for Him. Yeah. I don't know if you're hearing me. People still eat during exam period. Some even eat heavier meals. And then others, after the exam, they go for a special meal. So again, after the exam, go for a special prayer session. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> if you feel attacked, the Lord bless you. <laughs> yeah, you need a special prayer session. Who's ever been there where maybe you've got a very busy exam period, and one of the reasons you can't wait for it to be done is because there's just a way you want to pray. You just want to go a few hours here and there. Just take a makataka, yebo or where when you're looking forward to like your leave period from work, one thing you have desired, it's not to sit and watch TV the whole day. You know those things, they lie to you. Grade 9s, grade 12s, no. When you finish, you'll be watching TV the whole day. They won't even allow you. Now, listen. <laughs> what must be, the, there must be that one thing you've desired where you can have sessions. Everyone needs those days where they can go yonder privately. So, E for effort. 
Proverbs 25 verse 2 says, It's the glory of God to conceal a thing. It's the honor of kings to search out a thing. If you've observed, sometimes you'll be praying and you won't sense the glory of God the way you usually do. Sometimes you have to dig it out. You have to search it out. You have to put some effort into that. Number three, very quickly, abandonment. A for abandonment. I know you didn't expect to hear that word from me. Matthew 16 verse 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever desires to come after me, this man must do what? Let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. And taking up your cross is usually public. What am I trying to say? And then he says, for whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But he who loses his life for my sake will find it. That person who is afraid to post a status because people in your class will see you as too spiritual. You're saving what exactly? You save a reputation among them and then they'll do what for you? In eternity, they'll do what? Like human beings who can't give you life. Then they'll do what? That one who's so afraid to share a scripture. I don't know what you're afraid of. There is a level of abandonment you have to reach where you don't care what people think. There's a kind of not caring that needs to be. Every believer needs a certain level of not caring. I don't know if you get, they're not caring. I'm not saying we don't love people, we're not compassionate, but where their thoughts just don't bother us. No, pastor. At school, they're calling me my busa. That's a nice name. What are you trying to say about me? <laughs> That's a nice name. It's a very good nickname. What would you rather they call you? You'd rather they call you daughter of Jezebel. Choose one. I'm, I'm serious. Listen, it shouldn't bother you if people mock you for your faith. If people mock you for... Because there, if people, there, there, there are some people who might even stop speaking to you because they find you boring. Others will find you judgmental just for being yourself. Somehow you're judging them because you're yourself. No, why let's go drink. I know I stopped doing that. It's not right. You're judgmental. I'm they judging you as being judgmental as well. Anyways, I, I'm just saying like... You may have to lose friendships for this. You may have to. Jesus said if your eye causes you to sin, he didn't say explain to it nicely, talk to it and come to a common agreement. He said pluck it out. It might hurt. And then he says it is better to lose. Sometimes for the sake of Christ, you may have to lose certain things. Praise God. So A is for abandonment. Not ever. You might be unpopular in the family meetings because there are some things you may not stand for. Others may be saying, let's go consult from the other side to know. No, you may be saying, no, that's not what we do. Why I'm prayerful. We all pray. And usually people will say, we all pray. I'm not very prayerful. Good church. Hey, the way you guys love church. No, why couldn't you? Listen. It's not every. If you want a proper relationship with God, you can't attend everything. Sometimes you may have to use going to church as an excuse. What am I trying to say? Am I saying don't be supportive? No, be as supportive as you can be. But you won't manage if you attend everything. You won't manage. You can't be at every birthday party. For some people, that's where they even go backslide from. The same birthday party that they had to go to. They even knew that 
everyone on that list drinks and me i've been trying to stop drinking that's the same party you go to someone can invite you for an event on sunday morning where do they put you what do they think about your relationship with god imagine them inviting me what do you think i would answer it should be no different with you. I respected those guys at school who when they said test on Saturday, they would vehemently refuse for the sake of their faith. And then when they say, okay, we'll move it to Sunday, everyone is Z. What? <laughs> That's why we need even lecturers of the faith. I noticed there are some lecturers who come what may, they will never have a class on a Saturday. Because they're the ones in charge. They'll make sure it's on a Sunday and they don't care about you. I'm you you've never seen that? Ara for right living. Psalm 24, very quickly. Verse... Okay, you want us to start with Psalm 34? My team wants me to start with Psalm 34 because when I said within the first service, Psalm 34 and verse 15. No, Psalm 34 and verse 15. That's the one you want. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Now that we've satisfied the team, let me show them I know more scripture. Psalm 25. Let's go to Psalm 25 and give me verse 15. Hallelujah. Psalm 25, actually verse 14. <laughs> the secret of the Lord is with those who fear him. And he will show them his covenant. Look at it from the Amplified. Hey. Hey. I said hey, hey. It says the secret of the sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord have they who fear him. Rever and worship him, and he will show them his covenant and reveal to them its deep inner meaning. And interestingly, when you read Romans 12, you realize that one reasonable act of spiritual service is to offer your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable before the Lord. Now that we've shown them that one, we can go to Psalm 24 <laughs> and verse 3. <laughs> At least they pay attention, eh? Praise God. You know, I love the teams we have. Do you know that there are other places, and I'm not saying this to disrespect any other place, but I've seen this many times, I've been called to preach it many times, where the moment praise and worship is done, the entire team that does, let's say, the instruments have all walked out. Do you know that? So you find they know nothing in the word, and then it's hard to fire someone from the team. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, it's easier to put an usher on probation than it is to put the only keyboard player who's come that Sunday on probation. It's, I'm telling you. <laughs> That's why they've got, there's a greater emphasis on them to love the word of God. Imagine if right now I say, Dylan Tavandani, you're not playing. <laughs> then I'll be singing, bless the Lord, oh my soul. Then in your head, you'll be hoping for a katum. 
<laughs> but I hope you're getting my point. That's why I love the teams we have. They love the word of God. Yeah. I love the word. I, I, I love that. Because, you know, sometimes you can miss it. You can miss it somewhere. Martha nearly missed it. You know, you can be literally on the computer. You're even the one who uploads the sermons and you don't listen. I'm telling you. That's why I love the teams we have. They listen. I can tell because of the discussions we have. That's why even them, I demand for reviews. Media head, be demanding for reviews. Security head, demand for reviews. Demand for reviews. And do things in such a way that it's not the same person outside all the time. I hope you're hearing me. Protocol head, demand for reviews. Ushering head. You can be showing people their seats and not hearing any scripture. If you're not careful. You can become so good at what you do. You can become a professional host. And you're not hearing any word. That's what Jesus was trying to teach there. Psalm 24 verse 3. But never become so professional at service at the expense of neglecting the word. I actually think you can do both and you can do them both well. Hallelujah. No, think about this. Somebody tells me, Pastor, I couldn't come to church because I was working. Okay. Then, someone is on YouTube, it's on Facebook, it's on podcast. We even sent the audio. Three weeks later, you have not listened to it. Are you saying that that message wasn't for you because you were working? Does the message stop being for you? Okay, fine, you couldn't come. Are you going to make time to... You will still make time to eat. You will still make time to... If, if you hear no at school, they've, they've sent the notes. If you miss the class, you'll catch up. Whether you have... Haven't you noticed that school, for example, is very unforgiving? It doesn't matter how your program is, you have to catch up. Even if you had something bad happen, you have to catch up. Even if it was beyond your control, you have to catch up. People have had to write exams from hospital. That's how much they don't give free degrees. That's how much they don't give them. No compassionate degree. No, we just feel pity for you. Here's a degree. No, you've been going through a lot. Here's a degree. No, you didn't have transport to come to school. Here's a degree. No, you didn't have bundles for the WhatsApp group. Here's a degree. Nothing like that. And if those at a lower level can do that, how much more us who are giving your life? We'll be hard. Guys, leaders, be tough on them when it comes to... There are some areas you should never compromise on. Not on the word of God. That's why be bothered if they don't give reviews after meetings. Ne be bothered on that area. Hey, hey! I hope you now understand. And remember for the leadership seminar we're having in August, remember what I told you, right? We're taking attendance. And I'm very serious. I'm dealing with those who won't be part of it. Because what's the point? They will be leading people into what? What will they be replicating after themselves? So it says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord or who may stand in his holy place? Next verse. He who has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul to an idol, nor sworn deceitfully. Continue. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. And then what does it go on to say? This is Jacob. The generation of those who seek him. Who seek your face, O oh Lord. Amplify it. Amplify it for me. Just that verse. Hallelujah. This is the generation, the description of those who seek, who inquire of him, and of necessity require him 
to seek your face. Oh, God of Jacob. When, you, when you're talking about the God of Jacob, it's referring to the encounters Jacob had. Jacob had an encounter with God at Bethel, and he had an encounter with God at Peniel. Bethel, God was in the place and he didn't know it, and then he had a dream. Peniel, he actually wrestled with God. And God loves the wrestling match. And was blessed there. Praise God. What's my point? Live right. Now, if you've had a challenge living right, open up about it and be helped. Look, if a person is having a challenge with school, notice they'll find ways. They'll do tuitions. There's nothing like pride there. It's whether the person who's... They will ask their classmate whether that classmate is arrogant as they teach them. Chikuru, you pass. That A was... There'll be nothing like... When they're giving out the A's, no, this one, your A, you got it through an arrogant person. Nothing like that. You may even have to ask someone you don't like if they know. Because you're saying that school is important to you. So for me, a person who can come and say, I'm struggling with this, is telling me that living right is important to them. That's what they're saying. And they, and they just need help. And that's why leaders don't deter anyone. After this message, many will come saying, help me in this area, help me in this area, help me in this area. Don't, firstly, it should never be heard from anyone else what they told you. If you need somebody's help about it, seek their permission. Even if, don't even come and tell me without their permission. They might not be very comfortable with me yet. If they've come to you, then we also trust what we've given you. If you maybe if you need my input, ask me as a parable. I'll not ask who is it. If I do, you have the right not to answer. I hope you're hearing me. But if people come for help, help them. Because this area, we have to get it right. And the biggest thing that's affected when you're not living right is your relationship with God. When you lift up your hands, your heart will start condemning you. That's number one. And then number two, the accuser of the brethren. The Bible, the Bible says he doesn't stop day and night. He doesn't mind doing it the whole day. He's relentless. Okay? And so if you've been a victim of that, I pray this message brings safety to you because David was once in that place, but he recovered. And God still remembered him as a man after his own heart, not the man who slept with Bathsheba. I hope you're hearing me. But he didn't go about Bathsheba every week. No. Repentance must be genuine. Has someone been blessed? So that's the first. That's the first D. So that's the D. That's the first D. At first D. The first pillar. Without it, there is no COL. We want everyone in COL to have a living relationship with God. That's what we want in this ministry. And that's why we teach you what we teach you. That's why we have the meetings we have. That's why we say the things we say. Because together we'll sing with one voice. Every tongue, every nation as one. Is there anyone here who's saying, Pastor, I would like to have a relationship with God. I want to be born again. Some things are not right, but I need to give my life to him and be saved. This is an opportunity. Don't wait for another person to raise their hand or don't be shy that they will look at me. Yes, we'll look at you, but we'll look at you with gladness and we'll say, welcome to your family. So is there anyone here who wants to give their life to Christ? Just raise your hand and raise it high. I see your hand. Anybody else? Anybody else? 
Anybody else wants to come to Christ today? Others, it could be a rededication. Maybe you started off on this path and somewhere you lost your way. Listen, your relationship with God is the utmost important thing. My brother, you can stand. It's the utmost important thing, so stand. You can stand. Okay, come to the front. Come to the front. Those who've stood, let them come to the front. Let them come to the front. For Congratulations. Now just lift your hands before the Lord. And I want you to say after me. And even those that are watching, this is your moment as well. Say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I confess you as my Lord. And from this day, I'm born again. Amen. Congratulations. Now say these words with me. Say in the name of Jesus. I affirm my love for God with all my mind, with all my soul, with all my heart, with all my strength. Lord, I love you. I'm devoted to you. I'm devoted to your word. I'm devoted to prayer. I'm devoted to a godly life. In Jesus' name. Now I bless you in the name of Jesus. May the face of God shine upon you. May his countenance be bright towards you. May you experience that sweet, satisfying companionship of the Lord. I rebuke any accusing spirits. Any accusing spirits that are making you withdraw from God. Listen to me. God has not withdrawn from you. God has not withdrawn from you. You may not have been hitting the mark, but he's right where you left him. He's still a conversation away. He's still one prayer session away. He's not withdrawn. He's been waiting for you. service. I have been so blessed and I know you have been too. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. You can reach the City of the Lord Church on 0 If you are unable to call, you can email us on the City of the Lord Zambia at gmail.com or reach us on Facebook at the City of the Lord Church. Stay blessed.